When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Politics and Race. The Detroit Red Wings are very confusing, but also very hot. We check in on the Macklin Celebrini sweepstakes. Who do we want to see get the young star? And the Edmonton Oilers are going for their 12th win in a row. Wayne Gretzky could never. It's What Chaos. Give us five stars and we will see you on the other side. Oh yeah, all right. It is Thursday, January 18th in the United States of America. And this is What Chaos. I'm Sean DePaz. DJ Bean is in Chicago. And I'm Pete Blackburn. How are you, Dave? That's right, Pete. That's right, Gretzky. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Wait, no, hold on. You you, you, man, you said that you are both DJ and me. So, And I'm... And Pete's DJ... No, you said you're me and... You just didn't. I'm I don't him. think I was somebody. I don't think I existed. That's right. You got. It, it all sounded right to me. I'll tell no, you. No, DJ was two people, and you were a person, which means you were both Sean DePaz and Pete Blackburn. Right. Sean, Pete I, is DJ. Sean, I, I've I've known Dave my entire life, and he is more than two people. That's he right. Is, I just. I he don't is know. So many people. I just. I. You know. I I'm like Dwight. That I'm being the one. I'm the one that's being erased here. I'm not going to throw any accusations out or anything, but I'm, I've taken note. Didn't uh, didn't Dwight say he resorbed his uh, twin brother in the womb? <laughs> that's me. Resorbed. I think that's the word he used. He was like, I resorbed. I think that's what he said. It is incredible. You remember that game? You guys ever played that game like uh, Fishy? It was a computer game. It was one of those time-wasting games. Oh, You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You, where you would, you would eat the smaller fish, but if you ran into a bigger fish, you'd die and game over. Yes. Correct. Incredible game. You know, Sean Dursey probably knows a thing or two about that because he knows all about wildlife and the food chain. So it, it teaches a good lesson. But yeah, one of those. I'll tell you what. I had a dream last night that I ran into Willie Nylander at a bar and I had to have the discussion. Do you respect the troops? And uh, in my dream, he was very, very, uh, he found it very funny. I don't know if that's the reality, but Willie Nylander, dream Willie Nylander had a good laugh at, at the clip. I bet he would. I had a dream a couple nights ago that I was in the starting five of for the Celtics in a playoff game and KG was on the team and like everything else in life was still the same. I was still the same person I am normally and like all my friends as they are in real life were big Celtics fans and I was really pissed and embarrassed that I was going to get smoked. I was like, I, I don't even know what a pick and roll is. I still think I don't know what that is. I'm a huge basketball fan. I don't know the first thing about basketball, though. And that was a horrifying nightmare for me. So I'll tell you what. KG would eat you alive. Like As a teammate, no if I sucked. Person, <laughs> yes. 
even if you you were good i think he would still eat you alive like you always call yourself like uh like a bitch boy beta cuck whatever thing like kg would sniff that out so fast and he would just destroy you mentally i'd be asking for it from the second <laughs> yeah hiya kevin i'm deej i think we're gonna win some games together he'd be like oh <laughs> fuck no <laughs> trade this guy immediately uh, i realized uh, before we did the show i always uh, jump on the first topic with we start with and i was like i know that's from something it's chris berman and then sean pointed out he was like not only is it chris berman the part of my take guys do that when they do their chris berman thing so usually if something's like a found discovery thing i don't feel bad about being like oh well we all do this sort of thing I'm going to think, yeah. I, don't, I don't have it yet, but I, I'm going to think of a way to jump into the first topic. It's probably going to end up being something that like Mike Greenberg or something does, but uh, let's Fine. just uh, begin the show. Hey, let's <laughs> kick it off. With doesn't the Red hit, Wings. That doesn't hit as hard. I'll tell you what. Let's kick you gotta it off. You got to hit the workshop. Doesn't hit as hard. What if we put some like reverb on my voice and get some crowd noise and everything and be like, well, it's another NHL season. Sydney, <laughs> can you believe you're doing it? Connor, do the uh, have a good career. Do like a Michael Buffer type, like and now. But you know I'm not a Buffer head. I know you should. I'm it's, a huge it's, Buffer guy. I'm You're a huge really? Buffer guy. Uh, well, which Buffer are we talking? That's the thing. I mean, like, there's so either many one. Them. Either one. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of doing as much as you possibly can with like a little. And like those guys aren't insanely talented, but the fact that they've gotten very rich off of just doing like a very gimmicky, easy thing. Shout out to them, boys. Respect. Of yep. all the names that we just said, you know who I probably like the most? Mike Greenberg. I love Greenberg that guy. Rocks, man. I watched a little bit of First Take yesterday, and that show just is the fucking best. It's incredible. It was, yesterday, that was a Mad Dog Wednesday. How'd you like it? It was a Mad Dog Wednesday, and I, this is a little grab-assy here, but um, Mad uh -oh. Dog... Mad Dog's career is so fascinating to me. Like, was the biggest shit on on radio, I believe, right in New York for like decades. Was so so popular. Then seemed like when radio was dying, his career seemed like it was dying. He was doing just like like these like weekly spots where they'd kind of force men. I think he had a baseball show on MLB Network, and I was when I would watch that show, I'd be like, "Who the fuck is this guy? I hate him. He's so annoying." And now I can't get enough of Mad Dog. Man, he is. He has had like a renaissance like you've never seen before in the, like the last couple of years. And shout out to him. That's such a hard thing to do as like an old white guy getting back into the game. So yeah. all the respect in the world to Russo. And he goes on that show and he does a little grab ass, but he's not like hitting he does on like, Molly he does as like, much as Stephen A is. And like he, he hasn't lost like, his audience. He still does like the old man, like sports takes kind of thing I where, can't. and I'll tell you what, if he tried a little harder, he'd be a lot better. That's I, right. <laughs> John Morant. His problem is he doesn't try. He, this past summer said that if the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Philadelphia uh, Phillies in the NLCS, he would retire. The Diamondbacks proceeded to do that, and he didn't retire. He doesn't stand on business, so I can't respect him like that. <laughs> oh, well, so I like th that's a real sports talk radio host, just like no, saying shit saying and then shit being and like not standing by it. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> 
My favorite thing about uh, about Mad Dog is that I feel like he's gonna spit on me through the TV every time he talks because he does ha- like he has like wet lips and he does like that popping with like the way that he speaks. I feel like I'm gonna get caught with some stray spit every time he uh, goes on a tangent. I've said this to you privately, Peter. Uh, you know who I think is hot? Who? Mad Dog Russo. I think that like <laughs> he he's had a glow up in that. For probably the first time in 35 years, he wears suits. I can't mm-hmm. imagine he was uh, putting on too many suits in his previous jobs, just going into the studio, knocking out a few hours of radio. He is like styled. And I know that he says on the air that his wife picks out his clothes and everything. Bullshit. Like he has got a, uh, what do they call A fucking person who picks out your clothes. Stylist. Stylist. There you go. He's got That's a, a wild thing. To his do hair for looks good. Know. He's got a style. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna point out. I love his hair. He's got like the like the mid to long ish, like kind of getting long, but it's perfectly styled, and it's got like a little bit of like curated messiness to him. Oh, love that guy. I think he's. I think he's a bit of a hottie. Uh, yeah. We kick off the show with the Detroit Red Wings. They're back. They keep going away, and then they keep coming back. They're just one streaky ass team. They have had at least they've had five streaks of at least three wins and three streaks of at least three losses. They are currently on a three game win streak. They've won six of seven and have points in all seven of those games. Six oh and one. They came back to beat the Panthers on the road last night. They're doing this all, by the way, without Patrick Kane, who is out with a lower body injury that is not the hip. <laughs> but the Red Wings, they're doing it, man. I'm fascinated by the Red Wings. They're they're such a streaky team. They're kind of all over the place. We haven't really even talked about Patrick Kane since since he uh signed in Detroit, but like he's been good. 16 <laughs> and, points in uh, 9 games in 19 yeah, games. Yeah, like sorry. That that team is really really interesting to me because like if if you look under the hood They've got some serious problems, but they're also like they've got some serious things to prop themselves up on too. Um, you know, I, I was looking at some of the numbers this morning. Like they're they're a really really good offensive team. I think they're a top three offensive team at five on five in terms of goal scoring, but they're also a bottom three defensive team. But if you look a, le- a little bit deeper. Like they're a terrible possession team this year, but they're not giving up high danger opportunities. They're really kind of limiting stuff to the outside. A lot of those calories are uh, are kind of empty calories, low danger shots that they're giving up. They're just like they're they're really capitalizing on the opportunities that they get. Why can't I think of the former uh, Penguins and Canadians coach who coached the Canadians multiple times? French guy. Angry fellow. Michelle Terrian? Michelle Terrian. Right. They're like a Michelle Terrian team. Mm-hmm. They're like, cool. Tuck yourselves out. Have the puck yep. all you want. As soon as we get it, we're going to go the other way and score. It's like an anti-Oilers type of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is it is like, you know, expend your energy, get your shots from the outside. And uh, once you once you get a little gassed, we're taking it the other way and we're going to score. They're most likely going to finish third in the Atlantic, I would say, or in one of the wild card spots. I don't think, I I think that in the Atlantic, famous last words, I think Florida and Boston are pretty safe at the top. I don't think that anyone's really going to catch them. They've played as many, the Red Wings have played as many games as the Panthers and are, I want to say, seven points behind them. Doesn't sound like a ton, but in this crazy game of hockey, 
that's a pretty in less than half a season it's tough to catch a good team that's seven points ahead of you so they're probably going to finish i would say third in the atlantic or in a wild card spot i don't know if they're necessarily a make a run team but they are a take the step team i think the patrick kane experiment has been certainly positive it's been net positive but right now they're doing it without him which speaks to the fact that they can score goals without uh this geezer ass uh yeah um, did did they leapfrog the uh the leafs last night with that win yeah but okay. let me check on the uh let me check on the points per game front because i think yeah they have more points they have 51 points in 44 games Toronto has 50 points in 42 games. Toronto operating at a 595 clip. Detroit at 580. So if the season were to end today, you would see the Leafs in the third spot and the Red Wings as a wild card team. That's interesting. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see like what the the Wings do closer to the deadline if this kind of if they're in this position, right? Because they have some some things that that you would maybe want to address. Wonder if they maybe look at They're getting like league average goaltending. I don't know how much I trust their goaltending, especially down the stretch, but they're getting league, league average goaltending. Uh, I'm, I'm curious just because like Steve Eiserman has always preached patience and doesn't really, doesn't really take swings just for the hell of taking swings. And he always tends to keep an eye on the bigger picture. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they'll, what their approach will be at the deadline. Uh, if they're kind of in a position to to be in a playoff spot and to kind of maybe take a chance at making a run. They're also doing this without Jake Wallman, I should note. And mm-hmm. I I was going to complain that while the Red Wings are in one of their streaks because they're such a streaky team, they haven't been stupid or annoying. And that's my only complaint about them. I do want some stupid stuff. So if the team wants to put out a, another gravy boat, or like a do a silly giveaway or a Wallman gritty bobblehead again, some sort of grab assy thing. Because what I do like about the Red Wings is that they run hot and cold and they're always top of mind for Reddit purposes. Uh, the and wall- not really doing I, I that the right. Wallman bobblehead is on Sunday. It hasn't come out yet. So it's, I was going to say, yeah. I, I was going to say, I was just watching a Red Wings game. It wasn't the one last night, but it was recently. And they were promoting the, the Jake Wallman bobblehead night. And I was like, that hasn't happened yet. It's crazy. It's called building up some buzz. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I the, guess it seems like a, it seems like old news at this point. Yeah, but I mean, it takes a while to get the bobbleheads produced and all that. So it's not like you could really do it in the immediate aftermath of the actual gritty, right? Yeah, fair. Uh, this was a TNT game. It was supposed to be Sabres Hawks last night, but because of weather in Buffalo, if you listen to the show, What Chaos, it means you're also a football fan because we talked a lot of football yesterday. Uh, If you're a What Chaos fan, you probably know that there is all sorts of weather shit that is messing things up in Buffalo. The wild card game uh, between the Bills and the Steelers got postponed because of weather. This same thing happened with the Hawks and Sabres yesterday. Travel was tough because of weather. So they had to TNT broadcast the Red Wings and the Panthers, but TNT's broadcast broadcast crew was already in Buffalo. So the studio show had to call the Red Wings and the Panthers. And I'll tell you what, I made some bets on that game. I plopped my butt down on the couch. I was very excited to see Liam and Biz and Hank 
and AC, the whole squad call this game. And I'll be honest, I speak very honestly about those folks because I kiss their asses all the time. Not enough grab ass for me. It wasn't very grab assy. Well, well, I mean, like, it's a weird position to be in. I'm sure it wasn't very comfortable for those guys doing uh, something extremely out of the norm. I didn't get to catch it. A little bit disappointed in that. But uh, I did see that Anson Carter said that he met his wife uh, when a game was postponed due to a snowstorm, which I found very funny. It's very it's romantic. It's not funny. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's it's I mean, nothing's roma- more romantic than a nice, cozy snowstorm and uh, and meeting up with. With somebody in a city that, like, you're just visiting. Very funny to me. You're snowed in. It's the, uh, if you've ever seen the famous film Two Night Stand, you know that sometimes when you're snowed in with somebody, that's when, that's when sparks fly. Is that, um, is that a Miles Teller joint? Yes. Miles Teller. Miles, Michael B. Jordan, Zac Efron? Or is that a different one? That's, that's that awkward moment. Ah, yes. That's an incredible movie. I love that movie. Uh, the uh, Two Night Stand is Miles Teller and uh, formerly, uh, I think, Anna Leigh Tipton was their name. But let's see. Two Night Stand. <laughs> uh, Leo Tipton. Great movie. Okay. Great movie. Okay. They fall in love. I'll have to revisit that one. Yeah. But uh, uh, Biz, so- did say it's, Biz did say at one point that the in the first period that the... Uh, Red Wings were getting bent over. Yeah, that's what and I Liam was, was like. Up. All right, I, he definitely had someone in his ear because, I, like, ten seconds after he said that, he's like, "Oh, I guess I almost said a bad word." And uh, well, they were like, "No, you just said of, something you can't really say." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I had a uh, maybe one of the funniest slip ups in my TV career yesterday when I was doing uh, in studio live the rally out here in Chicago. Um, I was talking about my Bruins fandom, and I meant to say that I am the biggest Bruins homer and Bobo in the world. And I accidentally said, I am the biggest Bruins homo in the world. And uh, had a real good laugh Stolen about that power. one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had a real good laugh about that one. Uh, the clip is probably out there somewhere. So if anybody wants to find it, you can find me being very embarrassed at the slip up that I had. What channel is that on? Stadium. Yeah, what channel is Stadium? Like, where uh, I mean, like, is it? You can you can watch it online, but like here it gets uh, here and a bunch of other places it gets kind of like uh, distributed through like like channels that we don't have in Boston. So I, okay. I don't know what the answer is. Well, I, I always watch the rally in Phoenix on Bally's on the Bally channel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like so I know that I, I know they're on the Bally, all the Bally channels, but there, there's also like, um, non Bally cities like here in Chicago, like it's on TV, but I don't know what channel it's on in Chicago. Uh, well, you're never going to beat when on the same night, Hank Aaron died and the Red Sox traded for Kike Hernandez. And, uh, I ended, uh, a segment with, Aaron Hernandez died. Very sad. We'll be right back. Oh my God. I said like Aaron Hernandez, rest in peace. And they, the producers were like, uh, be cool. You're probably going to get some emails. Relax. You just like expressed some like great sadness over Aaron Hernandez. Was Was that like, was that pre or post Aaron Hernandez? Us knowing about that guy. I was not in the mood to make, to like make light of it at the time, but everything I said was technically correct. 
at that point. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So Aaron Hernandez had already died. Um, yeah, I Another highlight from the TNT broadcast, by the way. Um, I think a lot of people probably missed it, but early on before the game, they had Anson be, like between the glass. They had like these these barriers between him, like he was going to be the. And at one point, Biz was like, "Oh, you're doing play by play," and he was like, "No, I'm doing color." And he just stopped for a second. He's like, "No pun intended." And I don't think anyone realized. I saw that. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. I I don't know if nobody realized it. I think it was like, uh, <laughs> "We're white. What are we? <laughs> well, yeah, like, what are we supposed to say to that to it at all?" Um, and why am why am I blanking on the host name? Uh, Liam. Liam. Yes, of course. Yeah, he. The he disrespect. He, I, I I was I was just blanking How on. Dare his name. you? I know his name, but he uh, he noticed because he just stopped with his like he just sat there with his mouth open and just looked around me <laughs> like no one is going to acknowledge that. Uh, but I I appreciate. I it. think there's a lot. We've had this conversation privately uh Sean but I think that like a lot of white people are like afraid to say like black yes. or race yes. or anything like they're, they they like even the term like racial scares them yes I mean this is a slightly different situation because not I to say that's what these guys are doing well, no, no like, and in this specific situation I think they were more afraid of the color like the the word color or colored um and that is uh, a little different obviously than than black so i i appreciate their their fear in that situation but it is it is very and i just found it funny because i appreciate when uh someone like anson or me makes other people in the hockey space uncomfortable like that yeah on the tnt thing i thought was going to be a little more fuckery the biggest surprise of the whole thing was that Liam said he'd never done play by play before agreed i don't that know how was, you get there not, without not doing not to stereotype it. there but i was like Liam strikes us as a guy who probably did like a lot of college play by play. Yeah, something 100%. Like that. That, I, that I heard that and I was floored because that just seems like something you kind of just do at some point in college. Like if you're going to be a broadcaster, like especially at like a main anchor, you've done play by play at some point. Yeah. Or at I least have taken a class play. or something. Yeah. Like I took a, I took a play by play class in college. I don't know. Like those are two very like different jobs, you know? It, yeah. But I be just, like a studio host or like a host period. I would expect him more to have like experience as an anchor, like a news anchor, I, I, more like, than a play-by-play guy. I don't know. I I feel like for me in school, like I did news anchor stuff. It was just one of those like if you want to be on camera or like behind a microphone, you just do all the in front of a camera behind the microphone stuff. Um, and that was like a big one. I, I mean, I don't know where he went to school either. That also probably changes it. But I uh, I. I did play-by-play stuff, and I never intended on being play-by-play. Want to hear some? In front of camera. Want to hear some real nerdy shit that I did when I was a kid? Uh, I was like, had some early aspirations of maybe being like a baseball play-by-play guy, and I used to fucking put on uh, full simulation MVP baseball games, and I would set up a recorder and I would do play-by-play of the baseball games on oh, video I, games. I mean, it's the lamest thing that I've ever done in my life. But I would go to my league baseball games by myself and record myself doing play. Really? Yeah, Hell yeah, the, brother. Way nerdier. Yeah, I, I, I. That's you're a man after my own heart, Pete. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Rudy <laughs> used to do that. Who used Remember? to do it? Rudy. 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 Like the I ain't football. Talking about the Cosby. Show. I ain't talking about Rudy Huxtable. Who you think I'm talking about? The football player. Yeah. Football player. Uh. I don't yeah I've seen the movie but like years and years and years ago kid was so attract sexually attracted to uh Notre Dame 
he would put on like Notre Dame games and announce them. Ah, to okay. me though, like how how is that any different? And I'm late for an ad read, but how is that any different than me going in my room, putting on a fucking Led Zeppelin song and playing along to it? I don't think that that's any less cool or whatever. I don't I mean, know. I mean, like at least, like I don't know. You, you're like you're playing music, like you're covering music. It's it's super nerdy to like practice. I don't know. It feels very nerdy, especially with a video game, to practice play by play. Hey, I think whatever keeps you off the streets, Pete, is that's right. Okay, in in my book, I'd rather you playing those videos than than doing. God knows what you could be doing out there. It's very dangerous. Tell you what, my body is a temple. I say it all the time. The only thing that goes in this body is clean stuff, clean living, clean drinking, clean eating, quick eating, eating quick. No, 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 no. Eating things that I made quickly. I take my factor meals, which are so delicious and made with clean, good ingredients. I pop them in the microwave for what? Slashing, high sticking. Yeah, but I ain't talking about drawn blood. No double minor there. Just two minutes and my meal is ready and it doesn't have any junk ingredients it feels good and if you're the type that wants to do either i mean everybody's different some people do two big meals a day three big meals a day four small meals a day factor can kind of be anything because it's not an overwhelming amount of food but everything is so good and so rich that with this plate that fits in the microwave, you do feel full and for a while because it's got good ingredients. That's my experience anyway. I also love their smoothies. That mango one is my favorite. It's so tasty, so Lalo Salamanca voice, flavorful. It's delicious. So if you want to be like me, you can head to factormeals.com slash whatchaos50 and use code whatchaos50 to get 50% off. That's code whatchaos50 at factormeals.com slash whatchaos50 to get 50% off. Pete, it is a huge night in hockey this evening. A huge night, I tell you, because tonight my Edmonton Oilers go for their 12th straight victory, which would be the longest in franchise history because 11, which is where they currently are, is the longest in franchise history Wayne Gretzky could never. This is all about Evan Bouchard, Zach Hyman, Darnell Nurse, Stu Skinner, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, and did I fail to mention Ryan Nugent Hopkins? All the boys, even Connor McDavid, going for 12 tonight. They do it against the Seattle Kraken, who have lost two straight, I believe, after winning nine straight. The chain oh. fucked him up, Pete. The Kraken have know. the chain. They got the chain over. It's the chain hangover. And now the Oilers are ready to eat that ass. And did you, I don't know if you mentioned, I kind of blacked out there. Uh, it's a playoff rematch, is it not? Did the Kraken face the Oilers? Oilers played the Kings and then the, who they play in the first round? I don't know. That seems so long I don't long think they ago. played the Kraken. Yeah, I could be wrong then. Okay. Actually, but that's. No, they played the Kings in the first round. It went six, I want to say. I don't know. This is good stuff, though. Uh, I'm excited played, for that game as well. Oilers what? started against the Kings, yeah. And then who they play? Then they played the Knights in the conference final. Who they play in between? The oh wait, no, last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, this is oh, crack, think, crack at the what, Avalanche. This this bracket that they have on CBS Sports says that the 
Oilers played the Kings, and then they played the Knights in the second round semis, and then they played Dallas in the conference finals. Dallas okay, played. Okay. Dallas right. played the Kraken before. And that. up. That's on that me. That is true. And also, I've said a hundred times that the Oilers and the Knights were the conference final last yeah, year. Yeah, that's why I was really. I, I was really confused. I was really confused there for a second. You had me thrown off. Pete and I didn't start watching hockey until uh, <laughs> the Oilers. No, fired. I, I remember that conference final quite clearly because of specifically because of the Jamie Ben uh, right cross check to the back One of the, of the head penalties of, in the of Mark of Stone. And uh, and uh, like Ryan Suter had the, like the worst the worst couple games that you've ever seen from a defenseman in the conference final. So uh, I do remember the Dallas Stars being there. But uh, sorry, my my fault on the Seattle Kraken thing. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by the the Kraken. I'm fascinated obviously by the Oilers. So I feel like this is a must see TV, especially with the Oilers on the run that they're on. We've we we talked about it earlier this week. I'm rooting so hard for the Oilers to extend this win streak as far as we can possibly go, specifically to that Vegas game where they could tie the record. That, that would be big, the biggest game of the season. In case you missed it yesterday, and uh, Sean, I believe, has the upcoming schedule. The Oilers are currently at 11 games. The record is 17 games set by the 1993 Penguins. Final games before the All-Star break. Home against the Kraken tonight. At Calgary, home against Columbus, home against Chicago, home against Nashville. Then they hit the all-star break. McDavid and Drysaddle hang out with their friends. Zach Hyman goes hunting or something to blow off steam after being snubbed. And then they come back and could tie the record in Vegas during Super Bowl week. That we're so far ahead of this. Maybe we're counting our chickens before they hatch, but oh my God. Let us get there. Let the Oilers, after firing their coach early in the season because they started so poorly with all these Stanley Cup expectations, let them be the greatest consecutive regular season team in NHL history. I would absolutely love that. And I think it's all doable. Tonight's their biggest test, though. And the Kraken probably have this game circled. A lot of teams, as they play the Oilers, have these games circled. The Leafs gave them a real fit the other night. The... the the Canadians gave him a real fit in Montreal on yeah. Saturday and the Oilers won that game in overtime, but I failed to bring this up yesterday. I kind of feel like the Oilers were galvanized by their 11th straight win. It's tough to be galvanized while you're on a win streak, but I do think coming back against that Leafs team that blows leads all the time, they really felt some like, mm, because they haven't always had amazing games during this stretch. This, I think, might wake them up and reinvigorate them going up, going into a huge game against the Kraken. Are we introducing the uh, the term ultra galvanized? Like that could be that could be a, a, a like new a level of galvanization. But like to, to that point, I will bring up kind of a full circle moment where uh, the term galvanized was introduced when uh, when the Leafs got a win over. Which team? The San Jose Sharks? It was like a very bad team. Early, what, when we first said galvanized? Yeah, like Lightning. when the term galvanized. They came back against the Lightning, oh, yeah. took a lead, yeah, blew it, with came back. With an AHL goaltender. Won. Yeah. With, with an AHL goaltender. So my, my point to you would be wait until the Oilers have a comeback galvanizing, uh, ultra galvanizing win against a team that's not the Leafs, that is just making an incredible habit of blowing every multi-goal lead that they've ever gotten uh like basically in the year of our lord 2024 so wait until they do it against a team that's not the leafs is my point i'll also note no back-to-backs in these final six games before 
or I'm sorry, in these final five games before the break. After tonight, uh, how about the big game? Like that's that that's going to be the new big game, not the Super Bowl. It is the big game is Kraken or uh, or Oilers Golden Knights. Tuesday, February six. Yes. Pricing tickets as we speak. Tuesday, February sixth. Uh, that is. I mean, that's after a long break. It's after the All Star break. So, were you asking about where that fits timing wise, or what? Or just asking if they no. can win that game. No, I'm just saying, like that's the we should call that the big game. Whereas everybody nicknames the Super Bowl the big game because they can't call it the Super Bowl because it's uh it's against like copyright or some bullshit that the NFL is crazy about. Yeah. Now, the big game is Oilers, uh, Oilers Golden Knights. So anytime somebody references the big game in Vegas that week, you know who they're talking about. Oilers Golden Knights? Oh, you mean yeah. a, a Kelly Clarkson concert or something? Bruno Mars? I'm sure Bruno Mars is playing shows that week. Super Bowl week rocks. Um, I have already placed a wager on this game. I Wait, bet. what? On, like, on tonight's game? game. No, I was going to say, I was like, you can't bet that far in advance. No, betting on the big game now, you know what that's called? It's called a futures bet. Betting True. the Oilers to win the big game. That's the futures <laughs> bet. That's a futures bet. I, What's your, what are your bets tonight? Because you're a famously an oil man parlay uh, uh, ex- expert. Uh, I just did straight Oilers money line. Should I bust out an oil man parlay for this game, though? Yeah, I mean, I I always love the oil man parlay, and to, like you've got a pretty good record as somebody who I don't I don't necessarily trust all your bets, but like if you give me an oil man parlay, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna tail it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I would say maybe like twenty five percent to thirty three percent of oil man parlays hit, which for a parlay, pretty good, mm-hmm. and it feels amazing when those things hit. But during the postseason, if anybody's new, during the postseason. I, I make oil man parlays and I do like the production element of presenting them. That's real. Yes. That, that, that's that's, that's where part. I yeah. really make my money. It's a lot of there will be blood imagery, a lot of uh, playing around in premiere. Uh, yeah. Keep, please put out a, an oil man parlay. I will tell I'm going to be watching that game. I'm very excited about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I do want to talk about Macklin Celebrini and the the lottery type discussion yes. because we've talked about it before on the show. When we were pitching this show, we put together um, we put together like a pilot or whatever you want to call it, like a just basically a proof of concept of what the show well, it's would a pilot be when it's flying. But if it's on the ground, it's called a conductor. Okay, we put together a conductor episode then in which we talked about Connor Bedard and the lottery and where we we wanted to see him ended, end up and where we thought that he would end up, and we kind of nailed it. We said we wanted him to be in Anaheim. He would end up in Chicago because the league was going to rig the draft, and he was obviously going to be a Blackhawk. We have the receipts. We can put them out eventually, but you'll have to trust us for now. I want to have the same discussion with Max Celebrini because – 
it came to mind after I went to the Blackhawks Sharks game earlier this week, which was famously the Celebrini Bowl. Uh, I I have some thoughts about where I want to see Max Celebrini end up, but I'm interested to hear what you think too. So do I. And let's check in on Macklin Celebrini. He has 29 points in 17 games for Boston University with 22 points in 10 games. He leads Hockey East in scoring ahead of the likes of more seasoned players like Cutter Gauthier. Despite being a freshman, he is considered the top player in this draft. He's kind of in a class of his own. We're going to give you some more names after this. But um, I... I'm trying to think of how I want to reveal this. I have a place I want to see him go, and it is not Chicago. First, do we look at the players in this, or do we do our uh, mock lottery? Because I can tell you, the bottom 11 teams in the NHL right now, and only bottom 11 teams can qualify for the first overall pick. If you win the lottery as like the... 14th worst team or whatever you jump up 10 spots and then the team with the worst record in this case the Sharks would end up having the first overall pick but the bottom 11 teams are Sharks Blackhawks Ducks Senators Blue Jackets Sabres Wild Canadians Blues Flames Kraken Sean could you give me tankathons tiers of the top players in this draft you got Macklin Celebrini number one in his own tier Ivan Demidov Timmy Turner, my name is Ivan Demidov. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cole Eiserman, who is committed to play at Boston University next year. He's a left wing. And then the next tier, which is tier three, you got uh, Sam Dickinson from London of the OHL. Artyom Levshinov, Consta Hellenius, Caden Lindstrom. I love this name. Berkeley Catton. Berkeley Catton. What a name. Then you got Zeev Bayam. And Those are some crazy names. Anton Silayev. I'll just tell you right now, great, great name for, names for... Tier 3's names are wild all over the place. Some of those names just seem like you just slam the keyboard. There's also, I'm looking, uh, there's a uh, Tij, Tij, Aginla. And folks, you'll never guess who he's related to. Jerome Aginla. Jerome Aginla's kid is in this draft. Yeah, that's so exciting. Honestly, if I'm a team with like the sixth pick, I'm doing some brawny shit. And I'm just like Mm -hmm. taking Jerome Aginla's kid. You know how much egg is going to be on every GM's face if Jerome Aginla's kid ends up being awesome? Yeah, right. That was all, like when the Bruins took uh, Malcolm Subban and everyone was like, oh, why do you do that? And I was like, because every player in this draft sucks. And if a Subban kid ends up being good and you pass on him in the first round, you're a fucking idiot. So you might as well <laughs> take the Subban kid. Uh, where do you want to see? Do you want to do like a mock, uh, a mock top five? Because I have a mock lottery ready to go here. Like in ter- when you say mock lottery, you mean like just destinations that you want to see for... Like where do like how do you want to see the top top five five list in the lottery, not in the draft? I have a top five list of of uh, destinations that I would be most intrigued for Celebrini to end up. That's really like you do that. What I have is different, so you can do that. Okay, Okay. yeah, because like I don't really I don't really know or care too much about the players behind Celebrini minus Cole Eiserman because. 
Cole Eisenman has a soft spot in my heart. I met him in, in, in uh, Nashville this summer. He was super, super nice. He's from uh, Massachusetts. He uh nice BU kid. So I love Cole Eiserman. I want Cole Eiserman to end up with the Chicago Blackhawks to play alongside Connor Bedard. That would rock to me. Eiserman is has an awesome shot. He scored like 70 goals for the U.S. National Development Program. So Eiserman and Blackhawk sweater would be incredible to me. But in terms of just my Celebrini destinations, uh number five, Sean's gonna love this one. I have the Buffalo Sabres because the Buffalo yeah, Sabres for how depressing this season has been after the hype ending up with Celebrini would be uh would be awesome and just like obviously the longest playoff drought the, the NHL is in a better spot when the Buffalo Sabres and Buffalo fans are in the mix and the drought just give them the first overall pick for as many years as you need to until they can get back into the playoffs give them the Edmonton Oilers treatment I know that they've got Darlene I know they've got Owen Power they've hit those first overall picks and it hasn't made the difference just keep going until you get them in the playoffs uh number four I have the Blackhawks because it would be funny it would be hilarious if the Blackhawks just got back-to-back lottery wins after losing immediately after losing Kane and Taves how funny would that be? Just run it back. Uh, plus, Connor Bedard needs the help. He absolutely needs the help. Give him, give him as many good players as you possibly can. Plus, the rest of the league would burn to the ground. So, Blackhawks at number four for me. Number three, maybe a little bit of a controversial pick as a Bruins fan, but the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens getting Max Celebrini. It's sort of the case with the Buffalo Sabres too. Like. The NHL is so much better when the Montreal Canadiens are relevant, and I want the uh, the Bruins-Habs rivalry to have some juice back into it. We've seen like a little bit of light reinvigoration in terms of that rivalry, but like it needs to be back on a full scale. So I do want the Canadiens to be good so that I can hate them. It's kind of so impossible to hate them right now. So, so I'm going to interject there. Uh, yeah. If that happens, the Canadians would not be able to win the lottery again for a little while, right? Yeah, I think, well. Can't win the lottery. Yeah, true, because they got Slavkovsky. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. fine. A lot of people forget he's a first one. I, I know. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and maybe that's why Which, you don't care about the Canadians so much right now. Yeah. So he yeah. I, a cool I mean, goal yesterday, though, because. I know. Uh, like, no, dis- I think Slavkovsky is. is still has the the opportunity to be a very good player. So mm-hmm. I don't want to fully slander that name, but man, tough year to win the lottery. <laughs> tough year to win the lottery if you're a Canadiens fan. Um, number two, this one I feel pretty strongly about. The Minnesota Wild. Max Celebrini going to the Minnesota Wild would be really, really cool just because the we, we talk about it. The Wild have been around forever and they've never had a true identity. They've never had like damn, holy shit, this guy plays for the Wild. This is like a true, true superstar on the Wild. I know they've had Zach Parisi. I know they've had uh, Ryan Suter. Good good players. Like, they're a huge splash when they signed both those guys on the same day in free agency. But, like, that was the most exciting day in Minnesota Wild history. And given where it, where it led them, where they ended up, it's if that's the most exciting day in your franchise history, that's a really, really tough and uh and pathetic franchise history i'm gonna push back that's not the most exciting day in their franchise history what's the most exciting day in minnesota wild franchise history just like any day that they had marion gabrick on the team they were so fun back in the day yeah i mean like gabba was Rawlson? so so oh, fun yeah. but like they were like I a still good think, playoff I still, team I still for think a while. That 
a good playoff team that never won that never won playoff rounds. Yeah, hell yeah. They just immediately got by. They had some really good regular seasons and would always end up getting bounced immediately. So depressing. Give me I still one. think that I still think the July first uh, dual signing of those two guys, or is it July first? Was it July fourth? May have been July fourth. But like those, that was the most exciting day in Minnesota Wild franchise history. Getting Max Celebrini, I think, would would upset that and 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 put them back in the top. Uh, I, I just want I just want the Wild to have some star power, have some identity. Celebrini would do that for them. And then number one. Not that shocking. The San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks are so goddamn depressing, man. They're in such a, such a bleak spot right now. It's it, and like you look at the Battle of California. The Kings. The Kings uh, have you know it hasn't been going well for them recently, but got a pretty bright future. I think you could say the same about the Anaheim Ducks. Um, not great right now, but like they got a really good pipeline. Sharks really don't have much to look forward to right now and they don't have a star like I, you can say Thomas Hurdle you can say Eklund but like who is really kind of their light at the end of the tunnel right now well we agree on that because here's my mock top five I'm gonna do a mock it's a mock lottery with some picks attached to it because I just learned about these players one of the players in particular I love I think the sky's the limit for one of these guys I'll tell you all about it with the first overall pick, the Sharks win the lottery and take Macklin Celebrini. I am in complete agreement there. I want the Sharks to have a stud. I don't want Celebrini to end up in Ottawa or something like that. I'm actually quite concerned about that. Send yeah, him to the Sharks. Keep Quinny there. We've seen good runs from the Sharks even this season. So give them Celebrini. They have a good, excited fan base. Inject some life into that, please. With the second overall pick, I'm very passionate about this. The Hawks get number two and take Ivan Demidov, Doug Demidome, play him at right wing or center, whatever, who cares? All these great tandems have pair a North American stud with a European stud. Crosby, Malkin, fucking McDavid, Dreisaitl. Don't care about any other ones. It would be awesome if the two studs for Chicago, you got Demidov and you got Bedard. I would absolutely love that. And if he plays on the wing, you could play them together and it would be an amazing time. That power play would be fantastic. I also just really like that guy's name. Ducks get the third pick. Take Sam Dickinson. Replenish that defensive Dixon. pipeline. Dickinson. Dixon. Dickinson. Dickinson. I'm going to kill you. It's Dickinson. <laughs> it wasn't on the graphic that we showed earlier. Well, then Sean's Sean's done. Okay. Sean's fired. Say, Sean, did you just, <laughs> Pete might have blown up your spot. Maybe. Sorry. Let me copy and paste so I had to hand type all the names. It does say Dixon. Hand up. Sorry, Sam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm angrier at Pete. Agreed. We well, I mean. Up. He blew up your spot. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I did I blow guess, up your no, spot, but. I, I'm just he, being honest. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know these guys from a hole in the wall. John Tortorella voice. So I'm just going off the graphic that we showed. I'm not like a prospects guy, so I don't really know Sam Dickinson. Apologies. No, yeah, no. Pete was right to call it out. That's if I don't make the mistake, then we're not in the situation to begin with. Professionalism rankings: DJ one, Sean two, <laughs> Pete tied. With Sean doesn't two. get the number two ranking when he when he got it wrong. You guys are you guys both fucked up bad. 
You guys we both did, yeah. fucked up bad. That's and okay. I, I did not put my teammate Pete in a position to position to succeed. So that's Fair. that's on me. I I deserve number three. Uh, but I mean, Ducks having a defenseman, he'll probably be in trade rumors for a million years. Maybe even get traded. That's just what happens with the Ducks when teams need a defenseman. They're like, I don't know who the Ducks have. They go get that guy uh, with the fourth pick. Except if it's Cam Fowler. I we we have not mentioned how it's unbelievable that Cam Fowler still plays for the Ducks. Yes, we have. It was like one of have our we? first, didn't we? That, that was like one of the first show topics I, I said we do. I said we do uh, surprising lifers. Yeah, I don't think we ever did that, though. It's definitely, you've definitely mentioned before that, like, the, I can't believe he's still on the team. I actually, thing. I think, I we, I think we did it before a show one time. Yeah, we just did, like, we did yeah. have that conversation before early on. I do remember Surprising that. lifers. Cam Fowler, number one on the list. Because that's uh, when the, I brought up the Latvian locom- locomotives. Yep. Zumgus Gergensen. The, uh, the fourth Pick goes to the Blue Jackets, and they take Cole Iserman. Can't have enough forwards named Cole. And yeah, he just doesn't can't. play in Michigan. Yeah, that's true. EU. Although there is, hold on, let me pull up this. Uh, Michael Hage is the top-ranked prospect that is committed to Michigan. But what about uh, Artyom Levshinov, the defenseman from oh, no, Michigan no. State? That's a big no-no. Maybe, do that. maybe crack some heads. That kid would get his ass kicked in the locker room every single day. <laughs> By whom? Fucking Adam Every Fantilli's player from the, from the Michigan Wolverines. Those uh, guys are going to beat him up. We're talking about a 6'2 <laughs> yeah. Belarusian. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm fair. Not, no I, offense, I don't Adam Fantilli's not beating that guy up. <laughs> Zach Wierenski, kind-hearted gentleman. I don't see him yeah, kind Wierenski's of mixing too nice. it up either. Uh, I'm, what is, what those is, guys what is, I'm just saying they're not going to beat up one of their teammates. But not to not to get too political here. What is Belarus's relationship? They're v- very friendly with Russia, aren't they? Because uh, that would be big for the Russian line. I'm pretty sure Belarus is pro-Russia. And uh, the fifth pick, I don't care. But the one note I'll <laughs> say, uh, I want Doug Dimadome if he doesn't go to the if he doesn't go to the Hawks. I want him to go to the Senators because you'll notice none of us are awarding the Senators any of these high picks. I think Mm -hmm. something that could make the Senators interesting is to give them an international star. Right? You don't want like the... I I don't want Celebrini to go be stuck in Ottawa. I want like a, a player that I didn't previously know about to go and reinvent that place. And I think Doug is the guy to do it. They already have an international star. Mm. We've been told we talked about, we did talk about the uh, surprising. Okay. Uh, Timmy, Timmy Stutzel. He's a, he's an international star. That is true. German King. I do. So, like, like Yeah. Yeah. So, so they already have better one. than one. I, I just, I just, I just right now. I feel like the Ottawa senators deserve nothing. Like really? that's my stance on Ottawa is that they have chunked it so bad in terms of like, they have talent there and they continuously, go out and make plays to become relevant and they just somehow keep getting worse. So I, at this point, I feel like they don't deserve shit, especially if and Lauer is not getting in front of a microphone. That's what I that's the thing. Like, I think that and Lauer should be punished for what a coward he's been. If and Lauer comes out and puts together like a campaign tape and he gets behind the microphone and he makes his case as to why the Ottawa senators deserve the number one overall pick, they deserve Macklin Celebrini. I'll move off my stance and I'll pretty much be in the Ottawa senators corner, but until he shows his face, he's a coward to me and I'm out on the why Ottawa senators not, and Michael and Lauer. Why have we not tried to get Ann Lauer on the show? Like I, cause like my thing is like, I don't think he knows how much we need him. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's aware of the importance that he has. 
So somebody needs to tell him that. And I also think him on this show could be potentially very hilarious. We should go to like the board of governors meeting or some <laughs> shit like that. No, just like a stockholders meeting for some other company that he probably owns because he's a billionaire. Yeah, um, stake him out. Just show up and be like, you got to have all these people talking about like IPOs and shit. I don't know much about business. And it's, we're going to be like, did you do shit? It does more than IPAs, know, yeah, guys. IPAs, but we should get him. I think that we can do it. Uh, now, that concludes that conversation. Let's grab a little ass. Uh, Joe Thornton's number is being retired by the Sharks. Love that so much. It's so... The the number 19 is just kind of burned in my brain. I grew up... I mean, Joe Thornton got drafted when I was, like, smack dab in being a hockey fan. And mm. the fact that, like, War 19 in Boston, he ends up leaving. That becomes kind of a curse number in Boston where guys who wear 19 just weird shit happens to them. Sagan ended up wearing it. So this number that was probably supposed to be retired in Boston ends up being kind of cursed here. And now he goes, has this wonderful career wins heart the year that he was traded and they are retiring 19 in San Jose. It's just weird as fuck, but I love Joe Thornton so much. I love Joe Thornton so much. And one of my biggest regrets as a hockey fan is that he never scored four goals in a game like that. I just see the penis. I wanted to see the penis so bad. I wanted the rooster trick. And uh, I'm so glad, like Joe Thornton is one of my favorite players of all time. I'm so glad that he's going to get his flowers in San Jose. It's absolutely deserved. I did see a graphic yesterday about like every NHL team's last MVP. And they had Joe Thornton listed for the Bruins. And I was like, that doesn't fucking count. It doesn't. I think that technically he, because he did play for both teams. Right. He played. Yeah. He's, he's the last MVP to, to, play for two teams in a year in which he was one heart. He's the only, is he the only guy that would that make sense never happened. I, that, that compounded the shit that the Bruins got that year. Like people fucking yeah. killed the Bruins for that trade. And yeah. like, it was historically right. bad. And that was, uh, what really was the, uh, the, yeah, I just, I just found it weird. Like Sunday if, that Mike O'Connell made. If you, if you don't finish the year, with that team, you don't get credit for like that player being your MVP. Like Joe Thornton won the MVP because he played for the Sharks that year, not because he played for the Bruins. He was so, having an awesome year for the Bruins, though. He was having an awesome year for the Bruins, but like the Bruins were a terrible team, and he probably wasn't going to stack as many points as he did in this latter half of the year with San Jose. They weren't a terrible team, if memory serves. They like were just kind of schmeh and needed some, they felt they needed some sort of shakeup, so they traded their best player. They yeah, ended up awesome. finishing horribly and trading like uh, Sergei Samsonov after, but they did. I don't think they were terrible at the time. Uh, speaking of flowers, Pat McAfee offered Mark Andre Fleury two hundred fifty thousand dollars to score a goal. I wish he offered him like, "Hey, if you score a goal, I'll take AJ Hawk off my show." <laughs> I mean, is AJ Hawk even really on that show? I, no. I've I've wanted to for quite some time to just do a, a three box here for this show and just uh, have AJ Hawks still image right next to us as we do the show. And nobody would even be able to tell the difference if he was here or not. Because yeah, that's that his was... role for Pat McAfee show is he just looks into the camera, does some weird shit and never says anything. The uh, That was the idea when uh, we had to do remote and we were like, well, how many bucks should we do? Uh, and the suggestion was three, have AJ Hawk uh, on the right. We didn't end up doing it. The other proposal was to just get somebody looking into the camera and loop it for 
Just have him look five minutes straight and just loop it and create that fucking nightmare that is watching AJ Hawk on the Pat McAfee show. But uh, I don't know. Pat McAfee likes some some hockey at least. This is like the least hot water he's been in the last couple I just, of weeks. I, just, I, I just can't like, knock it. it. I dislike that. Like, I, I think it's good that Pat McAfee is talking about hockey. Obviously, I think that like I want more people to talk about hockey. So I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna gatekeep hockey or whatever. I just I hate that like people treat him like a hero because he mentions hockey sometimes on his show and like does it on ESPN. It it, it weirds me out that like people throw flowers at him every time he has a hockey guest on. People t- treat us as heroes because we talk about football on our show. That's true. We, We're we changing get- the game. We're growing the game of football, which is pretty nice That's of us. Right. We talk about a lot on the show. Like we talk, we, we cover everything. We cover politics and race and we, football and baseball sometimes. Lotta today on what chaos? Politics and race. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that, you know. Uh, shall we spin a wheel? Say some things. We don't have a specialty wheel today. We just have some uh, good old fashioned spin the wheel and talk. Let's have uh, Pete go first. Pete, let's spin the wheel. All right, spin who that do we got? Dave. Spin that wheel who for Pete. Say something about the Panthers. The Florida Panthers. Sam Reinhart, man, is going to be so, so rich. That guy rocks, by the way. Uh, saw that he has scored uh, a special teams goal. My guy, Dmitry Filipovich, put out a nice little tweet yesterday pointing out that Sam Reinhart has scored like a, a special teams goal in each of his last 11 of his last like 12 games or something like that. And a bunch of them have been shorthanded. He had a shorthanded goal last night, Sam Reinhart. Like you can make the case that, that playing with Alexander Barkov has really kind of like inflated his worth or whatever, but shout out to Sam Reinhart for really hitting that contract year. Uh, like he goes like Hulk mode or whatever. He's going to be so rich. And I think Sam Reinhart rocks. Uh, where will he be rich in Florida? I think Florida. I hope so. Uh, Sean, do me a favor. Spin the wheel for yourself. Ooh. Spin it. Spin it. No way. Say something about the Red Wings. Uh, I thought it was going to be the Stars again. I was going to be nice for this time. Um, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I respect the Red Wings. I grew up as a Red Wings fan, kind of, because my best friend was a Red Wings fan. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say since you spent a whole lot of time talking about them already. I will say I am very pro a revenge tour, and so I really like seeing Alex Lyon um, beat his old team. Or, yeah, beat his old team yesterday. I, I, yeah. I appreciate when a guy, not that he was, like, disrespected, but obviously, you know, they moved on from him. They have Bob, but I'll tell I you what. Got to get revenge. I'll tell you what. Alex Lyon can go to hell if you ask me. Because Alex, Alex Lyon... <sighs> Alex Lyon got the Florida Panthers into the playoffs last yep. year, and I'll tell you who, whose experience I didn't enjoy in the playoffs last year. The presence of the Florida Panthers. Oh, no. Once the Panthers knocked the Bruins out, I was all over them. Loved them. I kept betting them, doing well on them. Loved Matthew Kachuk. Loved how horny Biz was for them. I really enjoyed the Panthers' experience. Mine's been very good this year, too. He's currently, uh, shout out the ticker, top five in, in save percentage amongst <laughs> boys in the NHL. So, As first reported by the ticker. As first Thank reported you. by the ticker, yes. Uh, Sean. At your earliest convenience, spin me the wheel. Spin it for me. That's how John Travolta would ask for it. Ooh. Back-to-back Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars. Let me tell you something about the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Buyers Club is a movie in which Matthew McConaughey says, all right, all right, all right. And Matthew McConaughey is famously a co-owner 
of the Texas Longhorns. Bijan Robinson used to play for them. He now plays for the Atlanta Falcons. And folks, it appears he's going to be coached by Bill Belichick. So that's your football news and your Dallas Stars update here on What Chaos. I'm DJ Bean. How I, about that? I want. I was thinking about this yesterday after I should talk to Dallas Stars. Are the Dallas? Is there a playoff team like a team that has been in a top three spot in their division all year that has been talked about less than the Dallas Stars? Because it I happens like, so much. It happens just, so. The Dallas yeah, Stars are is, consistently good, and nobody wants to talk about them, including I, me. I, I don't think anyone like because we joke about like other boring teams, but like easily the least talked about team that has been good all year. I would say. The only time that me and DJ ever talk about the Dallas Stars is when we try to determine how to pronounce Arupa Hints. Rupa. We have a lot of talk about Arupa Hints. Arupa Hints is uh, an incredible, incredibly electric player. And I feel like he would be talked about so much more if he played for anybody except the Dallas Stars. Rupa, Rupa. Rupa Hints. Yeah, he's the best. Love that guy. Uh, but that is your Dallas Stars update. I think that... Uh, I think we have some good options. I don't know if we have any good options for reels today, but we have some good options for like show clips on Twitter. Uh, I feel like the Pete's yeah, where yeah. he wants to see Macklin go. I, if you notice, I'm big, especially when we do remote stuff, I'm big on uh, nonverbal yeah. agreement. So I'll do like a lot them. of like, yeah. <laughs> and it's all I'm just excited. I'm just excited to be back in studio next week. I love Chicago, but I, I, I love, it's a different, it's a different situation. I, I like being in the office. I like being in the studio and yep. I believe we have, big, yeah. we have a big, we have a big moment. We have a big moment big on Monday when we're back in studio. You'll find yes. that out next show. Studio might look a little different. Maybe Please little get little uh, everybody you can to subscribe on YouTube at some point, maybe in the next week. I want to do some sort of YouTube specific special thing. I am, I can't sleep at night. All I think about is how cool it's going to be when the YouTube numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm thinking about all the many things we can do. So please, everybody, if you're listening, subscribe on YouTube. I put the link on Twitter and in my Instagram story from time to time, but you can just head to youtube.com slash at what chaos show. Just smash that button. It is amazing. It gives you all the best content and it's free. It's a good time. Uh, we've got a great week of stuff next week coming up, including a, an interview with a star young player who's got a birthday. Pretty exciting stuff. He's not an all-star. He's not a star. He's not an all-star. He's famously not an all-star. Didn't want to be an all-star. Of yeah. birthdays, by the way, I have to shout out um, PHNX's Steve Peters. PD's birthday is today. PD's birthday. birthday. Hey. Oh. Congratulations Hello, to him. Petey. Congratulations to everybody who listened this week. It was a strong week in football, politics, and race. We will be back with more of it next week on What Chaos. Check the Twitter for an oil man parlay. Bye-bye.